You are now entering the student media network. So I really, it's still, there. It's still it seems like it's still there. I yep. really hope I did this right. Welcome to the Student Media Podcast, episode number twenty. What is it? Twenty nine, twenty seven, thirty. No way. Really? This is thirty. This Put is your number. Big ass finger in my face. We've made it to thirty. Kick your ass. I'm. Ha- I was, I'm saying, man, we well, did it. I We're there. Know. We got there. It's aggressive. We got there. We did. You know, it's and it's getting more and more fun every time we have great guests. Every I mean, since day one, we've had. But uh, Jesus, I learned quite a few time, things on this one. Me? Talk about geeked out. This was awesome. I love, I love this. this stuff. We were at uh, Z Systems in yeah. St. Louis Park with John Zadeklik. Mr. Z, that, I call That's not him, a so question. I was just telling no, I know, you if you remember. My face again. John yeah, Zedek, like the owner of uh, Z Systems, and his um, his uh, PR. No, Allie, yeah, what, what was Allie? office manager. Office or, manager. Yeah, yeah. Allie was here too. She was, a little bit of everything. She's yeah, great. She chimed in, and um, she has once. a great backstory. Oh my God, you got to talk to her about her backstory. I did. Yeah, she's commercial pilot. Yep. Oh, holy yeah, God, man, she's smart. She's she's done done a little painting too. We smart. learned none of that in the podcast. No, but that's no, no, that's no. for that's another show. show. That's a whole other show. Um, today was really cool. We learned a lot about uh, the business model for uh, a local film festival, Z Fest. Yep. Uh, that I've competed in in the past. And it, even even uh, what they do here is they, they're, they're like a rental house. They help with post-production, mm-hmm. video post-production. Um, the, the epitome of media. You know what I mean? Everything that you know we, you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's audio. It's video. It's editing. It's all of that stuff. They can help you. Well, when you bring your projects to life, yeah, they can bring, help bring them to life, whether it be on a commercial basis or a personal basis or, or film festival. Basis. Exactly. Exactly. And they run a hell of a film festival, Z-Fest. Check oh. it out online. Uh, go find it. Just just. Google ZFest. Uh, I think it's even z-fest.com, mm-hmm. and you can see all the past films. You can see what's coming up. They're right in the middle of it right now. They have a trailer contest happening where you can go on to YouTube and vote for your favorite trailer. The winner of that wins wins a prize. Uh, and then they have the, the the film showings coming up at the very beginning of March mm-hmm. uh, that, that are open to the public as well at the Riverview Theater. So great thing to be part of. All yeah. that information's in there. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it's the Stude Media. If you found us, you either found us on iTunes or you went to our website, mm-hmm. uh, studmedia.com, or, you know, just go to iTunes and type in Stewed Media, and there we are with the number one yeah, it comes Stewed right up Media where, that comes up on iTunes. Where we talk to cooler people than us, and that's the fun part about it. So if you that know people a, that you want us to talk to, or if you are a cool person listening and you want to be on the show, email us, studmedia at gmail.com. It's the best way to get us. I promise us. you, we're good people. I'm a little mean, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everybody, but that's all right. You're, you're equal opportunity. Yes, 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 yes. You're the ice man. The ice man. You you can do that. You're totally fine with that. Uh, you know. Also, we're on Twitter and Facebook. That's where we do most mm-hmm. of our updates about past guests and upcoming guests. Check us out there. Just search Stude Media. But for right now, we're talking to John Zadeklik of Z Systems, Stude Media, episode number thirty. on the back of your house. I lost you already. Okay, Zadek. And lick like an ice cream cone. Zadek lick. Zadek lick. The emphasis is on the deck. Can we call you Mr. Z? Sure. You almost have to. There's a lady out that uh, we work with a lot, and she uh, just got married, and her husband has a name very similar, and I cannot pronounce it. 
I know. I don't think it is. Is it Carrie? Is it? No, no, no. Um, Kate. Oh, I, I have no idea. What his last is. So I just call him Mr. Z as well. I like that better. <laughs> his first name is John. Give me his real name. Um, no, no, it's good. So can you say it now? <laughs> no, I say it. Come on, Mr. say his last No, I like uh, Z systems better. Right. I see why you went with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zedeklik. Zedeklik. Hey, you got it. You're pretty good. Because I listened to, to his instructions. <laughs> yeah, I have ADD. I forgot a long time ago what he was talking about. <laughs> I have something on the way over I was thinking about. Okay, so I, I'm on my, like, fifth midlife crisis, right? And I go through these and stuff. Yeah, I know. And I this time good. I think, well, I, you know, I was thinking about stand-up comedy, although I'm not funny. But, oh, God. But then I was thinking, did cavemen and people back then, were they ever funny back then, do you think? You think they oh. stood in front of a bunch of other cavemen and just, you know. I mean, I, <laughs> like, it's like a Mel Brooks scene from a caveman or something like that. But, uh, no, I was wondering, how long have humans been funny? That's an interesting question. Isn't that deep? I yeah. mean, I always think about deep. that. I don't, I don't know if it's deep, yeah. but... It's I'm an, sorry. It's an John, that's how I go. Sometimes yeah. my mind goes off yeah. in different ways. Uh, be just, prepared uh, yeah. to, to go in many different we, directions. We are at a phenomenal place. Why don't, why don't you bring us in, Shani? About, uh, well, we're, we're here at Z-Systems in St. Louis Park. And you, how do you explain it? Is it a rental house? Is it a production house? I mean, John, why don't you fill us in a little bit about what you guys do here at Z-Systems? Yeah, sure. Well, basically, we started about 16 years ago, and our idea was to cater to the niche of professional video post-production, and that includes design, engineering, consulting, equipment sales, installation, training, uh, both on-site and off-site service and support afterwards. And our business, I always talk about, it's kind of like a wagon wheel, and the hub of that wheel is, is video post-production, people who are editing video in a corporate or business environment. And then it spokes off from there, and that could be audio post, and in this case, it could be cameras. We're doing a lot with cameras these days. Uh, digital storage systems for shared storage, really fast networking, network storage so people can get at their files real quickly. Asset management, uh, backup, archive, things such as that. But it all started around video post-production systems, and we felt there was a need in the marketplace for kind of a higher level of service for those. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the bigger companies are more focused on the big corporate AV stuff, you know, putting a thousand TVs into the next corporate headquarters that goes in. Others are more focused on TV and radio, you know, building out TV stations and so forth. But we found a niche for people that were just, you know, trying to create, uh, shoot, edit, and produce videos. And when they had need for technical support, they really didn't have anywhere to go. So that's how Z System started back in 1998. Do you have people here who actually edit? No, projects? we don't. Okay. Uh, we've always tried really hard to draw a line where we're not competing with our customers. And so our job is to cater to the people that are doing all that type of stuff and support them any way we can. That's why we rent gear as well. Uh, but we don't do any production services or anything like that because we want to let our customers do that and then be the guys that are helping them out with that. So how's your business arc been over the years? I mean, obviously in the beginning it's always tough, but uh, have you been trajecting upwards or...? You know, it's it's very it's been very interesting. Uh, the recession of two thousand nine really hit us pretty hard because People there was just so much and, yeah. capital purchases and stuff that got uh, postponed. We are forced to reinvent ourselves and our business every five or six years mm -hmm. as the technology and the economics of uh, video changes. But I think it's all about looking for the uh, the opportunities and the positive. Um, uh, outcomes of change you know mm -hmm. for example nobody's going to videotape anymore mm -hmm. and when we first started the only way to really show your content was over the air 
So if you didn't have a broadcast outlook to show your commercial or whatever it might be, there wasn't that many people that really needed to produce, produce video content. But now it's all about the web. And mm -hmm. so people are creating assets for the web on a daily basis. And whereas in the past people would sweat and fret over a 30-second commercial or a promotional video they might do, and they'd spend a year making it, and then they'd use it for two or three or four years, and then they'd repeat. Right. Now people need fresh content that you know shouldn't be of poor quality or anything, but the freshness is so much more important than how perfect it might be. It's how long is the shelf oh, life too? I was just going to ask the shelf life now. Is that dramatically different from, like you said, to a couple of years ago or whatever, when the commercials would live for for quite a while? Now it changes. I think long. it's very different, you know, yeah. especially in the corporate space, uh, because the technology has made it so accessible. Mm -hmm. People are relying on that to get a competitive edge and bring value to their web portal or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, the, uh, a moving video is so much more useful than, you know, a spec sheet. Or Here's a great, great question that Sean and I always uh, suffer with, too. And now with the, the demand up like that and stuff, but everybody wants you to do it for like 50 cents. You know, everybody thinks it's so inexpensive. Do you run into that still? All the time. All the yeah. time. I mean, it, it is, it's an unfortunate uh, consequence of the economics, you know, where we can shoot a, a video on our iPhone that arguably is of higher quality than it would have been on a $30,000 camera 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is helping us educate our customers who are doing the production and then also their customers that are consuming that, mm -hmm. uh, especially in a corporate environment, we'll get... You know, these business people are like, oh, I could do that myself. I'll just go buy a camcorder with a credit card and a laptop, and I can do all this, and, and I don't need to pay. i got a cousin with a camera. Yeah, I got <laughs> the, that's the My one. My 10-year-old kid. People just don't seem to uh, uh, appreciate, and, I, and I've heard this from photographer, still photographer friends of mine, too. Uh, people are planning parties and weddings and this thing. Mm -hmm. they, they, their jaws at the floor when they hear what the, the price point is. On, on getting a wedding video done or, or having any sort of, uh, of video put together, for, whether it be an advertisement or a, or a promotion or something like that, and people just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. They don't understand, like, well, why is that? Why am I being charged that much money? And it's so cliche, but you pay for what you get and that kind of thing. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's too late. People say, oh, man, I right. should have just did it the right way the first time. How is the transition for you? I mean, do, does it scare you a little bit? Like going from, from videotape to digital. I mean, I know a lot of people were excited as that transition was happening. But mm -hmm. now technology is moving so quickly. There's a new camera, it seems like, every quarter. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a better camera every quarter. There's 4K. There's 8K. There's going to be 16 and 24K eventually. I mean, it's, it's all coming. And, and do you look forward to that? Or do you, do you feel like there's going to be a plateau? Well, it's a good question, Sean. Uh, first answer to it is nobody cares what I think. So my job <laughs> is to roll we with do. it. We <laughs> do. You just roll with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. But uh, on the other side, you know, we could sit and cry in our beer about how, you know, the good old days and all that stuff. But when, in the good old days, we were crying in our beer about something else, you right. know. So I think the challenge for any business person in this industry is to look for the opportunities and then help our customer base go along with that we it's kind of equal parts of learning from our customers and then sharing that knowledge with our customers so you know back to this thing of everybody shooting their own videos you know we get a lot of you know that's um, a challenge with a lot of our customers and I'm saying let them do it let this guy go buy his gear let him go shoot that video because two things are gonna happen 
is going to find out, he or she, that they're really good at shooting and producing videos and it's their one true love of life mm -hmm. and they're going to stop doing whatever they did, selling envelopes or whatever, and make videos. But more realistically, what's probably going to happen is uh, they're going to get about halfway into that process, have a video that they know isn't good, and then they're going to come to you to fix it. Right. And then you're going to be their buddy for life. That's true. That's, <laughs> good. That's a good way. Till he goes back to selling envelopes. Where did you come from before the 16, you know, 16 years ago when you started this? What, what was your past? Well, uh, I am a geek at heart. Mm -hmm. I started... Uh, like in sixth, seventh grade, in I was very interested in audio and music uh, synthesis and uh, cool. creating and building circuits and stuff. Uh, and then I got a degree in electrical engineering from the U of M. And then when I got out of school, I found out that uh, as an electrical engineer, the jobs were you know making bombs or working at some <laughs> big Dilbert type of corporate environment <laughs> or some huge software animal monster. And I decided I didn't want to do that. So I actually went to work for a local consulting firm uh, that did uh, audio and visual uh, systems design and so forth. And I kind of thought of that as my master's degree in, in design mm. and sort of more of the fine arts because my mentor there, a, a guy named Richard Jameson, who's just the greatest, really taught me a lot there. Hmm. And from there, I decided to, I could see back in that uh, day, this is probably too long of an answer, but the paradigm was if you wanted to build something like a teleconferencing mm -hmm. room, you would hire a consultant to figure out all the different pieces, right. figure out where it's going to go, design the room environment, blah, blah, blah. It would be a you know six-figure project, and there'd probably be a five-figure consulting fee on it. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you want a teleconference, you put your iPhone on the table and hit go. <laughs> right. I mean, it really is that simple. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I could kind of see that happening, you know, back to these, these, these uh, kind of quantum shifts in our industry so I decided to move over to a contractor where it was kind of a design build type of thing the technology was getting simpler it was right. more straightforward and instead of hiring a consultant to design this every time people started just going to their local contractor to do a design build thing and hmm. so I worked with one of the local companies for that for six years hmm. and then I went into the IT industry for a little bit just I was very interested in the uh, the coming together of the audiovisual and the IT thing, mm -hmm. but I was a little early. So I started getting calls from my past customers saying, you know, we're not happy with these things, blah, blah, blah. You really need to start something. And I was actually on the golf course with a good friend of mine, and he's giving me this spiel, and we're putting, and he says, uh, when are you going to start your own business? And I said, hmm. when are you going to give me an order? And then he there ordered something for me right there. Wow, <laughs> right on the golf course. <laughs> Love it. So and that was, that was late. 90s yeah 1998 or yes yeah. mm -hmm. so you started this and then where did the z fest come along then? well z fest came along six years ago um adam colt was working for me at the time mm -hmm. and uh he is just such a great idea man it reminds me of uh the movie night shift oh yeah you know <laughs> feed mayonnaise to tuna wow. fish yep. <laughs> yeah. and uh he said you know we're usually a little slow in february and um we think it would really be cool to do something that would be kind of meant as a marketing ploy for Z Systems, but we also, we really like the 48-hour film festival, mm -hmm. and it's been really popular, but the prizes aren't very good. Like, the top prize back then, I think he said, was a couple hundred bucks or some piece of software mm -hmm. or something. Sure. And the problem with the 48 hours is it's a great exercise, and it brings these teams together. It really mm -hmm. bonds the community, but you only have... 48 hours to make the film <laughs> yeah. and by definition 
you have to go on afterwards and either change it or whatever. It's like, let's give them a week and let's get some decent prizes going mm -hmm. so that at the end of that exercise, they actually have a film that they're happy to show to somebody mm -hmm. and they don't have to make all these excuses. Because the 48-hour... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. yes, we can And once relate. again, this is Adam's idea. I don't yeah. want to take credit for it. But I was like, sounds good to me. Do it, you know. And mm -hmm. so he just kind of uh, started working his connections. And uh, we relied on a lot of outside help from the Film Fest people. It turns out there's a very vibrant Film Fest community, as I'm sure you know. There Sean. really is. There really is. And we kind of picked the time slot to fit in so we wouldn't be competing with Stepping anyone on, else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Which is now your slot. I mean, yeah, people have yeah. come to and expect it early, early, early part of the year. Um, how was the, how was the first one? How was the first Z Fest? I mean, did you guys get a lot of entries that year? I think there was only, based on your webpage, there's only like twelve films there. You know, I don't remember. I think it was something like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, but I know it was just one night uh, of the showings, and it was awesome. You know, the uh, the film that won that day or that year is still one of my all-time favorites. Is of, that Jabberwocky? Uh, no, Jabberwocky was a couple of years later. This is the return With, of Peach Monkey Water. Oh, I just watched that today. Yeah. 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 Uh, those guys are brilliant. Fun, yeah. I think they were security guards at the Walker Arts Center at that point. I don't know. I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that out loud. Well, it was, it was six years ago. <laughs> yeah. They may, may or may not be. They had told me that uh, they came to our kickoff party. We always have a kickoff party on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And they went out and they shot the whole thing that night. <laughs> No way. And then they spent the rest of the week editing. And that really shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, well, I am not very good at details, so I could have the story completely wrong. And I apologize to <laughs> Owen and Christopher. <laughs> Sounds good, though. It's better but, than taking a whole week to shoot and taking yeah. one night to oh, edit. Oh, that's the worst. You yeah. can watch that short 20 times, and yeah. I guarantee you every time you'll see something that you yeah. missed the last time. Yeah. It is such a funny film. And, uh, I like the pudding on the face part. That was one of my favorite. Dude, yeah. Oh, I went to, yeah, exactly. That's the part I thought. I was, yeah, that's great. And then it reprises <laughs> at the end. With yeah, the yeah, yeah. With nice callback. Comment stuff. It's yeah. Always a nice callback. Acid burn. How do you see that? How do you see the the festival? It's only it's six years old. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you see it growing? For, or how, let's not go into the future yet. How have you seen it grown from year one to year six? Well. Um, because you're in the middle of you're in the middle of year six right yeah, now. Yeah, we are I mean, right in the middle of six. You just everybody yeah. handed in their films yep. last weekend. Yep, the trailer contest oh, wow. is going on, and uh, we'll have the screenings coming up at the beginning of March, and the Best of Fest at the Mall of America. And and the screenings are when? Uh, March fourth and March fifth. It's a okay. Wednesday and Thursday night at the Riverview, Riverview. Theater. Starts at seven. Uh, tickets are at the door. Uh, we won't sell out because it's a 700-seat theater, so you can just show up, and I guarantee you'll get a seat. Right, right. Um, and it's open to the public, obviously. Op wide open to the yeah. public. We love to have the public come and see um, and support the festival. But to answer your question about how the festival has grown over the years, it started out as, can we do this? Uh, the other thing that Adam and his cohort, Max, wanted to do was have the absolute highest quality Adam really, in my mind, has tapped into what people want as filmmakers. Mm -hmm. They want their stuff to be shown on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And so the first year, yes, we played off of DVDs. Mm -hmm. I think they were Blu-rays. I don't remember. But the second mm -hmm. year, Adam and Max said, let's take this to the next level. And they researched this thing called DCP, mm -hmm. which is actually the digital file format that the movie, th movie theaters use. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go into any of the new theaters now, and a lot of the old ones, instead of seeing a projector, 
you will see a rack of hard drives with all the lights blinking and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so Hollywood distributes these films digitally instead of mailing films around. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens there, you know, in terms of quality, but also in terms of copy protection. Oh, sure. You can't oh, just copy these yeah, files. These things are like checking in with the mothership every three seconds, <laughs> and they'll just like lock the whole system up and melt it if, if they it doesn't see you're work. Trying to, yeah. And so these guys had to figure out how to get our, you know, sort of, you know, locally made movies mm -hmm. that were all these different formats and codecs and stuff and up res them all. Uh, <clears throat> into this space and into this format that would work. We had to work with a guy in England that had to custom write some software for us. We had, I think, eight computers cranking away for a week. Wow. I came into work one day and Max was sleeping on this table <laughs> on some Sonics he had found upstairs. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it was amazing. They had to go through like three different color spaces and blah, 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 blah. It took forever. But they figured this out. Nobody had ever done that for a film festival mm -hmm. in town. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then we were able to show them. Uh, we switched theaters to um, the West End Theater, and it was amazing to see those things in this, you know, beyond high definition resolution. Mm -hmm. And we remastered all the sound into 5.1 uh, DTS. So uh, it was really fun. You get a couple, too, that, I mean, may maybe they're not shot or edited in the, in the highest of quality. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, how much of a challenge is that? Your film looks so different when it's on the big screen than it does, it on, does. The, on the laptop or on, on your editing screen, either at home or where you choose to edit. And then you see it up on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And it's so amazing. I mean, you guys have done such a great job. But the ones that aren't shot with, let's say, a high-def camera or, or, or the audio is poor, mm -hmm. how, I mean, what kind of process is that for you? to clean that up for people so that it's it's respectable and, and and when it's seen it's not like it's not like the worst thing you've ever seen and heard you know i mean well you know we do the best we can to clean them up uh the thing i like about minnesota and our film community is we will have these newbie filmmakers come in and their films won't look as good for a whole bunch of reasons experience quality of the gear you know things such as that but yeah, when they're on the big big screen, they may not look quite as good, but people are so stoked to see their stuff, and everyone around them is so excited for what this person just decided to do and went and did, that there's a there's a tremendous amount of support. There's not a lot of uh, uh, you know people looking down their noses or mm -hmm. whatever. I've had moms come in and do films about their daughter's dance recital on an iMac and iMovie with an HDV or even a DV camcorder. You right, know, right. Arguably like the lowest quality stuff. And that gets on the big screen. There's no gate. There's no, you got to be so good to play or something like that. Sure. Because the only way you get better is to do it and make mm -hmm. those mistakes and then come and do it again. And so I don't mind the poor quality ones as long as their hearts are in the right place and they're trying. We do have a couple people that try to push the envelope of, uh, kind of decency and stuff sure, and that's our sure. biggest challenge sometimes. and how is that a challenge i mean what what guidelines do you have to set for for films that may you know some people might call it art mm -hmm. and most people will call it art but but some people like use art as a crutch for right. certain things mm -hmm. they want to try to force into their films it's tough i don't have a black and white answer it's a lot of uh hand wringing and sweating and and sort of negotiating because how do you define decency you know sure yeah. um I don't know how graphic I can get, but uh, the Whatever first you want to do, yeah. you can actually yeah. say <laughs> any of the eight words sake. that George Carlin <laughs> could never say. Well, the first year, <laughs> the last film ended with 
on the large screen in huge letters, your mom sucks cock. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Also, it was a family see... film. <laughs> yeah, it was. So the kids were shocked, huh? So that was a little bit of a shocker. Yeah. And, uh, we had to figure out a rule that somehow said that you're not, you know, because we have a lot of kids involved with these things, yeah. too, sure. you know. And so we kind of, the next year, uh, adopted a YouTube standard. You know, YouTube mm-hmm. has its decency and not, you know, don't show pornography or snuff films or, mm-hmm. or a grisly film of somebody in a car crash or something. And that worked pretty well for us. Mm-hmm. We had some pretty creative people going around it a little bit, but it still met the letter of the law. I don't know if you saw Viscosity a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw Viscosity. That was, that was one that, that uh, it got under my skin a little bit, but the music was great, the cinematography mm-hmm. was great, the acting was good, and they did meet those guidelines. I thought you know? for sure last year's film, um, Other, mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to make the cut because uh-huh. I thought that YouTube would probably say this can't be on there. Um, the, the, the stabbing scene, the middle scene yeah. of that film with the, with the blood cannon. Right. But that, I think mm. that could be argued as art. It yeah. wasn't a slow motion picture of, of somebody jumping off a building right. or something. Um, that one didn't Yeah, it wasn't Faces of Death 12. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was We're all in definitely lines. purposefully shot yeah. the way it was shot. But our problem now is we found out this year that YouTube – has evolved since five years ago when we used that as a standard. And now if you log on, I guess you can see, you know, pretty much anything you want to on YouTube. So we yeah. have to rewrite our decency standards for this for next year. And I have no idea how to, you know, uh, Adam at our kickoff party this year said, you know, no side boob. And I thought <laughs> that really conveys the feeling of where we were at with this thing. Well, it's yeah. not, you know. I'll give you my tickets back then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not That's the title of his project. It's no. called Sight. I think we need to remind the filmmakers that if they want to go there, it's just an alternate edit of whatever they're doing. Sure. Yeah. And give us an edit because I have child actors that are in these films that come to see themselves on screen. I have, you know, sons and daughters and relatives and friends of filmmakers that come to see the film. And I don't think it has to be G-rated, you know, but I'm kind of thinking more about the PG-13 as the standard. Sure. Um, Because we just get into these just inane arguments about, well, I saw, you know, 12 inches of ass crack on YouTube and, you know, this is okay and stuff. And it's like, come on. just And obviously, too, you don't (laughs) want, yes, you're using YouTube to kind of set the standard guidelines, but you don't want it to be your standard guidelines. Right. You want to have your own for the film festival so that people know what they're getting when they mm-hmm. come into it. And it's about class and just not, you know, just, just for the sake of doing something and being stupid, you know, and, right. and, and people well, are, and, and and there are And you're and always going to find people who, who want to push the envelope just because they can. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily... That's okay to a degree, but it, right. as long as it's in the right context. I mean, if yeah, it's... And just you know, not at my festival. Yeah, not at your... <laughs> and that's exactly. fair. You have and every right yeah, to say your that. festival, so... And, you know, I'm... I'm we're continually trying to grow ZFest, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm looking for the best people in town to be our judges. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking for the best filmmakers. I'm looking for uh, making this known to wider audiences mm-hmm. and so forth. And I am happy with that kind of middle road mainstream in terms of the decency guidelines. I'm not against that other stuff. It's just not the right venue mm-hmm. for it. Sure. You, know? you all right? Dead spin, yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm just playing a little game here. You know, we had we had Ali sitting here uh, too. By the way, (laughs) I wish it was video because then we'd have tons of viewers because she's so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) John, not so much, but uh, truth is (laughs) that's okay. 
Tony's nickname is his moniker is the Iceman, and it means many different things. It hits many different levels. It was his former pro wrestling yeah. name, but he's also kind of a an icy guy too. So cold and mean, and <laughs> so cold. Yeah. Allie, you work here at Z Systems as well. Yes, I do. What is what is your role? Um, I am office manager. So. So you've been answering the phones and letting people in, yes. kind of showing them around. Hardest working person here. But have <laughs> this is your first year experiencing Z-Fest, right? Yes. What, I'm, what are you liking about that process? You know, I really love, um, well, I would like my focus to be in getting sponsors. I love the networking portion of it. I love communicating with people and just learning about this passion of film. And um, it's just amazing. What have you learned from these guys here as far as like putting together a program like this I mean it it's, it, it yeah, takes a lot of all lot hands of on deck you know it is intense and I you know coming in it into it so late in the game I feel like oh my goodness I wish I would have been able to kind of be a fly on the wall and just kind of learn everything but of course I know that I have to wait and be patient you're kind of in the fire right now yeah. yeah. Allie got thrown into the fire. She's up to her <laughs> neck in the fire. And you know what? That's the best she's way to do it. She's doing awesome. Yeah. She has attracted uh, several new sponsors this year. She's yes. really jumped in and just really Who do you guys have out. for sponsors this year? I'll let you tell yeah. them. Well, I, we have, of course, Sony and um, AGA. We've got uh, uh, Fujian. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the new ones that we have. Those that are I'm, some big names. Yeah, I yes. think I've heard of those before. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> We have uh, IPR as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so it's very exciting to have them on board. Yeah. Um, our new names are um, our Aspire Beverage uh-huh. Company. Local, oh, local yeah. guys. Yes. You know those yeah. guys. Great guys. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing John, product, too. Yes. Yeah. I won't even let my kids buy Gatorade anymore. If, if right. we go yeah. someplace where there's Aspire being sold, I will, I, the only yeah. hiccup I we'll have is their bottles are a little bit smaller. I know. But they're becoming more and more popular. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we love that stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's nice to see that those guys, are they doing a shout out too? Yes, they are. In fact, I couldn't, it was so hard. It was so late in the game and people are like, oh, I wish I would have known about the shout out earlier. Some of the filmmakers. And I'm like, we didn't get them until the middle of December. Oh, sure. So it was really hard for people to want to mm. change their films up and actually okay. have product placement of Aspire or make a film surrounding mm. Aspire. In do a, you guys have, do, do you have... Is it Shells? Do you have Shells or is it We Surly have Insight Brewery. Insight. Insight Brewery is Fantastic. new to downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. And it is just an amazing uh, brew pub. And um, yeah, they've got amazing things on tap God there. God bless those brew pubs. So. I, saw a, uh, I saw like a nice run about two weeks ago of, of film crews like, we need help. We need, we need actors. We need extras. <laughs> we need this and that. And I'm like, okay. So they, I mean, Aspire came on in December. Yes, right. They and you did. always had two gingers, right? Two gingers yes. from the beginning this year again, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. They they do a shout out, which yep. means if you can put this product in the in the film, and that product company likes what you did with their product, you you win a prize, which is kind of yes. neat. Two gingers has um, uh, the prize is five hundred dollars. Oh nice. Yeah, we won that once. <coughs> Torval the terrible yeah. one. Oh, yeah. The two gingers yeah. shout out. I'm I'm happy to say Tony was also part of Torval the ah. terrible. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. That's, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Well, this year with Aspire, they're doing, um, you win $100 if you're, you know, obviously the winning team. But right. you also get an option. To, they'll hire you for their next commercial. What? Cool. Yes. That's really cool. Actually. That's fantastic. So it's a great opportunity. Is it too late to sign up? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's, it's way too late to it's sign up. It's a great opportunity. And John Montague over at Aspire, he is just a great guy. He actually... Um, 
he's just wonderful. I called him up. I said, you know, I've got this thing going on, and, you know, he's an amazing man, and he's just been so supportive, and he's one that the filmmakers would want to connect with. Right. You know, and he's also a screenwriter himself. Well, and that he, helps. He has yeah. a um, movie coming out in Ireland. Oh, wow. Is it? Is he really? Yeah, it's amazing. It's like he's a perfect match for the festival. I mean, he's really an engaging dynamic guy and he's got a huge passion for film so and that's i mean that's helpful it's yeah, definitely it's, helpful because it's, it's like a gift it's amazing you, are you are you a big film fan ellie i do love films i just don't have a lot of time <laughs> to be able to watch them <laughs> but i do love it have you I've seen some of the films from this year's z fest yes okay we won't get into specifics but do you i mean are there a couple in there that you like i do actually like a couple of them i i'm quite impressed and i i just want to know how they do it so I'm friends with Scott Farrell, and I'm really wanting to have him. Pick his brain? Yes. 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 Fantastic. I just want to make sure we get all our sponsors in here. So we yes. talked about Aspire. We talked about Insight Brewing. Their beer is amazing, yeah. by the way. Insight's they, great. They uh, shipped uh, four different, five different yep. types. They had a they're IPA. Just really good. Really good. I mean, there's so many microbrews that sometimes yeah. you get them mixed up. These guys really stand out. And after reading about them and their background, they're very much influenced in the uh, the Trappist monk style of brewing, you know, over in I think it's Denmark or whatever. But um, so they don't talk then. When well, they no, they're they're <laughs> like they're uh, they from chant. Minnetonka and stuff. But they really take their brewing seriously, and the, the beer is is above above the norm. They have a location wow. in yes. Minneapolis, yeah, uh, right? East Hennepin. Mm -hmm. Is it is it a is it a brew house? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's food and and beer and, and other drinks. And the other neat thing about them is they are open every day of the week. Oh wow! Uh, and that's pretty cool because like sometimes mm -hmm. I come home from a trip Sunday night and want to have a beer, and all the brew houses are closed and stuff. So right. Oh, that's cool. nice. That's really nice. And then we also have the um, the restaurant in Chanhassen. Yes, we have a school the school too. It's um, the school of the wises or school too is in Chanhassen and one is in Victoria, Minnesota. Okay. And they are amazing. They came in for our kickoff, and they had these um, these duck flatbreads and scotched eggs. Oh, wow. and that way beyond what people should be eating. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that is craft and services it at its best right there. Yeah. Unbelievable. We ate so well that night. I believe it. Oh. I yes. believe Wow. And, and I'm, I, it's too bad that, like, did any film crews use them for their craft services? I, I that would have been fantastic. No kidding. That would have been, yeah. Brian Wilson is an amazing executive chef there. He is just unbelievable with his former Beach Boy, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You yeah. know, he definitely. Yeah. He's he's moved on. He's he's tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who else do we have? Uh, uh, you said Sony. You said AJ. You said Fujinon. Fujinon. Yeah. Cheers came in and they offered mm -hmm. to have, um, you know, they donated all the wine. The the keg tappers and everything Good Lord. and then of course they're next year they're you know hope we're hoping to get them for possible shout out and sure. to kind of have them as our they're definitely a silver um member oh sure so they get to mm -hmm. put up their stuff but we'd like to see them more involved next year absolutely in fact we have one of um cheers employees um his name is Phil, or he likes to go as Yo Phil. He's actually oh. in one of our films this year called The Debate. The Debate. So. I did see the, uh, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. That, was, that one looks funny. It looks like it's going to be funny. So. How are you doing? I'm good. I, you know, I just. <laughs> You're just trying so to take great. it all no, in. I mean, look I at mean, all the stuff in here. Yeah, the studio is really cool here. John's got like three laptops set up. Yeah, yeah he's. 
<laughs> he can do some work while he's yeah, on a podcast. He's I mean, can can't he? Yeah, why not? Isn't yeah, he allowed? Is, he can do whatever he wants. It's his I just, deal. I'm feeling bad about the sponsors. I, I, oh, oh, don't. Worry. Yeah, we'll so get him in. We'll early. get to him. We'll get yeah. to him. We absolutely get to him. This is such a cool. I mean, people should get involved. Like the the best thing was the passion about if if you even had an idea or anything wanting to get in the. I and mean, this is a great venue to get in, start getting involved with. So, sorry, I put right, that. I'm in. back. Um. You also, I mean, okay, so why don't you go ahead and name them off. All right, so our platinum sponsors are Sony and AJA. Right. These mm -hmm. guys have donated big bucks to make this thing happen. New sponsors of the Stude Media Podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've just had such support from Sony and also AJA over the years. They've really funded or helped fund the film festival every year so far. Uh, G-Tech is another, uh, they're one of our Oh, yeah, sponsors. hard drives and stuff, mm -hmm. right? You know, they are the standard in high-quality hard drive. People are using hard drives like videotapes these mm -hmm. days, you know. And so we're, we're a huge G-Tech dealer. We love their stuff. Um, and they've just supported the hell out of us. We talked about the school, too, which is this really cool bistro in Chanhassen. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to go eat there. <laughs> Brian came in on a Saturday night with just plates and pans uh. and tubs of stuff. And then he had to run you know, halfway through the party to go manage his restaurant oh, on a Saturday course. night. Yeah. But, I mean, the dude shows up himself and cooks all this stuff. It was amazing. Uh, the Insight Brewing Company, we've talked about them. Uh, Aspire, uh, very interesting story with that guy, uh, John, and his stuff. Uh, IPR we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, Avid is in again this year. They're donating oh, good. a yeah, full copy go. of Media Composer. Nice. Uh, blown Concepts are the people have done the big check and the backdrops and stuff oh, like nice. that. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, two gingers, which we've talked about in their shout out, and then uh, Fujinon. So I think it must be a lot easier now, or is it to get sponsors? I mean, in the beginning it was a little tough, with, like anybody. But how is it now getting sponsors? Well, I am more of an engineer than a salesperson. <laughs> uh, having someone That's like Allie here is really yeah, going to exactly. help because she can really uh, go after these Focus people. Focus on that. And, yeah. So you know, it's it's always a challenge, and. Mm -hmm. The more sponsors we get, the better job we can do. You know, like uh, you'd kind of talked about the history of the festival. And first, we just wanted to pull it off. Mm -hmm. Then we want to be the first people to show these things in 2K resolution in DCP. Mm -hmm. um, then last year, we were the first people with a film festival to show them in 4K mm -hmm. locally. Yes. yes. And the other cool thing that we did last year is uh, we did an Academy Awards style uh, award ceremony. Mm -hmm. uh, in the past, what we've always done is that the... Um, we show all the films on at the Riverview on mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and it's usually two nights of showing, a couple hours. But then the best of fest, the top ten films, get shown at the Mall of America theaters, Very and they cool. are just so film festival friendly. The uh, Emerald is the woman over there, and they are just great. But we'll show the top ten, and then we'll give out all the prizes. And we mm -hmm. used to just do that on the stage at the theater. Mm -hmm. And it was nice and stuff, but it was always a little rushed, and the lighting isn't really set up right, you know. So last year, I always sat in the back and watched those awards ceremonies going, Well, the seating's not, be it's not favorable either if people are trying to get out in the row. Yeah, and, yeah, and come up and, yeah. I mean, yeah. it worked, but it wasn't ideal. Right. Um, so last year... We rented a 400-seat ballroom at the Radisson Blue. Wow. Sony donated two high-definition video projectors that were so bright. When I looked into them by accident, I was, like, seeing oh. stars. <laughs> and we put together a um, – we put Adam in a tuxedo. Yeah, oh, that was really nice to see. 
And uh, we put together uh, a ceremony where we went through all the different awards. We had video roll-ins for each one. Mm -hmm. They would come up, they would receive their award, they'd give their speech, they'd shake the hands, and they'd move off the stage. And people were so stoked about that because we're really recognizing the work that goes into this stuff. You know, Adam has told me several times about the festival and our prizes, like our our highest cash prize is a thousand bucks. He's like, John, a thousand bucks will start to pay back the cost of somebody making this film. Yeah. But they're not doing it for the money. No, no. definitely. That's the yeah. Not that's at the all. greatest. And part. then I think most of the people are doing it either for pride to get it done and have a nice piece that they can be proud of or to just the competitive nature. I mean, mm-hmm. some yeah. people just make a film be, some people, to be yeah. competitive. Um, I know a couple of people like that who who have done a couple <laughs> in the past who just had some time and they decided to do one but last year's last year's uh award show was really nice it was it was a as, ton of as work. a filmmaker it, i understand that you put a ton of work into it but i appreciated the hell out of that show oh, it's really good to hear is it an all-year event thing i mean where you're just planning out you're already starting for next year that kind of thing or do you take a few months off from it and we definitely take a few months off although yeah. we shouldn't um i think the award ceremony will be a lot easier this year i spent so many weekends at uh, caribou working <laughs> on that uh, festival you know the funny thing is it's like there's three of us doing this festival it's me uh, marjorie and Allie, and adam i'm sorry four so there's four people doing this thing but yeah. we don't have this big staff or whatever and so uh, you know everything we add to it or try to do it's it's like okay how many more weekends do you want to work for free right <laughs> right but that's what you know maybe you put a pitch out for volunteers who have mm-hmm. got had experience working on a film festival before is your is your ultimate goal though when you when you have a film festival like this is to get people to rent gear from you to make a film i mean is that the ultimate goal well we're trying to you know uh, raise the exposure of z systems sure. um, usually what happens is you know we have this 6000 square foot facility here in st louis park and people walk in the door and it's like wow this is really nice i've never heard of you guys you know yeah and as a small business you know you go to take an ad out in the paper if, if you're not talking five figures they don't really right. yeah right or city pages similar thing you know they're trying to work with you you try to get a tv commercial or a radio commercial same type of thing uh and then there's the trade magazines which you know kind of chicago is the epicenter of right. the, the midwestern thing so mm-hmm. there isn't a really um there's not a real um, efficient means of advertising and so forth. And so we thought this would be a nice kind of soft sell. Hey, here we are. You know, we have the party here so people come and see it. We show some slides about stuff we sell. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately we want to get more people to know that Z Systems is here, mm-hmm. that we're uh, this kind of company that's very uh, personable. It's not 800 numbers and phone trees. It's like right. <laughs> you got a guy or a gal here and they take care of you. You, know? you have a very accessible front door. I mean, right. people, yeah. you walk you in walk and you're, right greeted, in and you're greeted right away. Alleys comes up. Let's talk a little bit more about what you have here because mm-hmm. I, you know, every time I walk in here, there's always a couple of Sony cams on tripods. Mm-hmm. And That's I'm good. like, oh, my God, <laughs> look at that thing. And I think I see one, the FS700 over there. Is that the, the FS7? That's the new. Yeah. Does it have a cine lens on it? I mean, it's just now we're talking geeky stuff. But yeah. It's, Time to geek out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's yeah. like. Irony is that Steve Olson, who's our Canon rep. Oh, well, then we can. <laughs> He's a great guy. I love He's actually the, the mayor. Of I the love the C100 the... Mark II. I just love the C100. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, our, our, our revenue comes from selling cameras. Mm-hmm renting cameras, selling edit systems. 
where Sony dealers, Canon dealers, Panasonic dealers, where Apple dealers, where mm -hmm. Avid dealers. You know, my goal is to have the two top brands in every product category mm. uh, so that we can sort of be experts in them, not just say, well, we can get anything. What do you want? You know? Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't, I mean, if you don't have it in-house, you'll have to order it, obviously. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we have over 300 product lines that we represent. Um, our biggest marketing push, and Sean, I'm sure you know this, uh, is we're trying to recapture business that we lose to the internet. Sure. Just mm -hmm. in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, you know, and we've gone through several iterations of that, but our, 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 our business pitch is very simple. It ain't going to cost you any more, and you're going to get local service and support before, during, and after the sale. Right. And so... I, st I, th I think people still appreciate huge. the fact that you do. can drive to a place and say, here's what I need, mm -hmm. help me out. I mean, just, just the fact that all those radio shacks are closing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I need a cable with an XLR end or a quarter inch end, I can't go to Best Buy. Right. I can't go no. to Target. Or so find people I have that to know find, what they're talking about. I have about. to find yeah. a person who can either build it for me yeah. or a place I'm going to have to order off the Internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know a place right away that I can get a specialized cable like that. Right. Or, or, or an adapter or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Now that Radio Shack's going away. <laughs> it's like, so what do I do? If, if there's another local place. Micro I, Center. But well, <laughs> yep. just saying, though, I mean, it's, if, if there was a place that did, let's say you guys had cables like that or had mm -hmm. access to them, and I knew that, I would be coming here right. then. With and that. that's what we're trying to do in the pro video space. I'm thinking about this camera, but I have no idea how it works, what the files look like. Come on in and play with it. You know, we have a policy that people can come in and, and use our gear to, you know, figure out their workflows or just see how they like it before they buy it. You know, mm -hmm. and then if they're not sure, they can rent it. What kind of advice would you have? Let's say, uh, let's say just a, a low-end audio-only podcast came to you and said, <laughs> we'd like to upgrade to video, yeah. mm -hmm. but we don't, we don't have a huge budget, we, and we don't want to take up a lot, of, a lot of time editing bandwidth. I mean, the show's usually about an hour long. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? Do we go webcams? Do we go GoPros? What do we do? I mean, well, I think it depends on the business model of who you're talking to. And so what I tell my guys is spend your customer's money like it's your own. Right. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to help you guys make the right decision so your podcast business will take off and you're going to come back next year and say, I'm going to put another, uh, another kit together or I want to take it up to this new level. Sure. So if you're asking me what kind of video cameras you should buy to go, you know, uh, to take your podcast to video, the first question I would say is, show me the numbers. You know, what are you thinking about doing? Is this a hobby, which is fine, mm -hmm. or is this something that's supposed to be cash flowing in a you know 18 months or something like that? And let's figure out what you should buy, you know, to prove your concept and get you off the ground. And then let's put together a plan of then once it is up and rolling, what are we going to upgrade or replace? Maybe we rent something in the meantime sure. if it's a really mm -hmm. high ticket item. Uh, and so what we'll try to do is look at it not just from a technical standpoint, but from a business standpoint, because, you know, a lot of our customers have, you know, mortgaged their house or, mm -hmm. you know, taken money out of retirement to go start this business. And the last thing we want to do or is fund push a film. Into, yeah, fund yeah. a film. We don't want to push somebody into some box just because we happen to have 10 of them in back. Right. Yeah. You know, and if that means they have to wait a week because we're going to custom order it, then so be it, you know. And so I'm, I'm really about, as a small business person, the thing that I really get off on is watching these small businesses grow. And I'll sell somebody a camera, and they'll come back to me in a year and a half to buy a new one or another one. And my favorite thing to see on their face is this smug smile 
I can see it in their eyes. It's like, I paid that thing off in four months, John. Yeah. And everything yeah. else has been gravy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, awesome. do you do you find um, more people are, are wanting to own or rent? It really depends on uh, what their customers are asking, what the market is doing, and how, how quickly new products are coming out. We do joke sometimes that it's the camera of the month club around here. <laughs> That's, right now, that Sony yeah. FS7 is really hot. Right. I mean, it is the hottest camera. But and is that because of the super slow-mo it can do at the 240 frames? I mean, what is, what's, what's the big hook about the FS700? Well, it's a 4K camera, so right. it'll shoot 4K, which you know, big. used to be 25 grand right. you know, two months ago. Which uh, it'll do slow motion, full resolution slow motion. They have this new, new codec. Well, it's not really new. It came out with the 5 and the 55, this XAVC which is a third the data rate of ProRes HQ and looks better. Oh, wow. wow. So now you so go out on a shoot, yeah. and if you would have had to transfer a terabyte of data before going home, you only have to transfer a third of a terabyte oh, of data. Wow. And it looks great. That's you know, fine. so there's, Sony has done so many interesting innovations in those cameras that it's really hot right now. Do you and guys, priced it there. Do you guys buy gear back? We will help people sell. We don't typically buy a lot of gear you back. You play the middleman then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ali is working on some eBay sales for a couple customers right now, uh, but the used equipment stuff gets a little dicey sometimes. Right. We just don't have the depth to take a bunch of stuff on and hope that we can sell it. And then the other thing is, once again, I'm dealing with small business people, and you know the business model for used sales, like if you go to play against sports or whatever, usually is half. Right. I'll give you half of what it's worth, yeah. and then I'll hope I can pawn sell shop. it. You go to a pawn yeah. shop, yeah. it's only third. So yeah, yeah, right. And I would much rather tell somebody, you know what? Put it on eBay. You know, you're going to get as close as you can to the value of that. Right. If that doesn't work, let me hook you up with a national equipment broker that's selling it off to Czechoslovakia or something, yeah. you know. Um, I'd rather help them get as much money in their pocket for it and not be skimming all this stuff off in sure. the middle, you know. Because once again, my goal is to help them. I want them to buy new gear. I want them to know they're going to get trusted advice from us. And, you know, the fact is we're just not that good at selling used gear. You know, we don't have all these people calling around and, you know. Well, it's hard to warranty and it's hard website. to guarantee the, mm -hmm. the functionality and maybe one or two of the buttons may. You just you got to go through a whole a whole mess of things just to make sure that it's it's good enough to put your name on it, to sell it, to right. resell it to somebody. And our industry, I think we all have to go through like counseling about how much we paid for this stuff oh. and how little it's oh, worth. Oh, it's horrible. You know, I, got <laughs> yeah. I have three digital Betacam decks sitting in the warehouse, uh, in the garage actually, yeah. you know, and I don't think they're worth $400. And yeah. Those things were $45,000 a piece when they were new. And yeah, they're We watched it change. I mean, to <laughs> our, our day job, I mean, we went from cameras that were twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Thirty thousand, yeah. if not more, and then you throw a nice lens yeah. with a, with an extender on it, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're using we're Fisher using Price stuff. we're using that's st stuff that's made by Mattel, <laughs> and it's it's very plasticky and easily replaced mm -hmm. and light. But it's under um, ten grand now. But it's just, well you know, under ten grand, yeah. and mm -hmm. it's and it's, it's decent cost, quality. It's yeah. more cost productive for our yeah. for our employer, but. Um, where do you see it going? I mean, where do you see the future? Are we going to just have contacts in our eyes that are our cameras and they're shooting <laughs> 200K and, and they're recording to, you know, some sort of chip that, that's installed or it's, it's being beamed into the cloud? I mean, wh where can this go? We've seen so much happen in the last 10 years even. 
to think even five years out now what the technology could do. I wish I had a good answer for that, but you don't come on. You you got to know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know the technology keeps getting cheaper and cheaper. I thought one of the uh, uh, interesting points in that whole uh, continuum was when the GoPros started doing 4K. Yeah. So now you can buy a three hundred dollar camera that can shoot 4K. It's crazy. You this can was take a couple anywhere. years ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I think what's going to happen though is producing the raw media will get simpler and simpler, but. Editing it together is still a craft. Mm -hmm. If someone went out and gave everybody a nice set of uh, acrylic paints and an easel, you're still not going to find more Picassos than you would have yeah, before. That's right. a great analogy. right? Um, so there's that craft of editing, that craft of shooting, that craft of storytelling. Uh, but I also think there's going to be uh, an emphasis on more raw assets. Like here's a clip of our new product coming right off the assembly line and nobody's mm -hmm. expecting it to be a Martin Scorsese film. And so I think cataloging and managing those assets is, is a big area for us and our customers as things go forward. You know, uh, we work a lot with post houses that work with ad agencies that are working with customers. So there's this like mm -hmm. four level chain in there, but let's say XYZ company that makes uh, snow shovels has 30 years of all their snow shovel products and factories and training videos and stuff. They may want to repurpose some of that stuff and it may end up in a big database in the sky somewhere that people can search for the specific clips, repurpose them and share them amongst all of their internal and external partners, you know, to leverage that media. Right. And if everybody's out there shooting stuff on iPhones, why not capture that stuff, mm -hmm. tag it properly Storm. so people can find it. Right. And then if you, if you really want to get weird, um, some of these crowd video things that mm -hmm. you read about where people go to a concert and they're all shooting it with their phone and it's all getting streamed or uploaded to the web and someone can sit back and, you know, so watch, I think yeah. it's watch the from managing of this angles. media. Yeah. yeah, there's some really interesting stuff going on there, you know. It's, it's, it's an interesting time and I always say when that sun flare hits, we're all going to be pretty bummed because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing left on back paper. Back to color yeah, that's all Exactly. Oh, yeah. So as, we, as, as kind of as we wrap up here, um, Oh, it's already getting yeah, we're, we're getting really close. Wow, um, this is really interesting. Let's talk more about the festival because that's yep. that, you guys are right let's in the middle of it right now. Um, either yourself or Allie can tell us again when the, when the the public dates are to see uh, just these showings, mm -hmm. and then um, there it is. Important dates right there on the internet. I was looking at that so this morning. So first of all, it's z-fest.com. You go there and you will see everything you need to see. You'll see the rules for uh, the current year's festival. You will see most of the films from all the past five mm. years. You will see the dates uh, for the screening. You will have links to buy tickets, the whole deal. But to answer your question, Sean, uh, the next big dates coming up are the, um, the 4th and 5th of March, and that'll be at the Riverview, which is in South Minneapolis. Love the Riverview. Yeah. The lobby there is just money. Yeah, isn't it? It is, it's right? So I love cool. that place. I feel like there needs to be a short filmed there. There should be. It just screams 1974. Well, Pharrell needs to be there with his outfit he wore the other day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. He'd fit right in. Yeah. He, would, he would fit right in. Lauren is the owner there, and he just takes such good care of us. He's it's, a great guy. It's beautiful. You know, they've been really good to the, to the film community. They have. They have. The local film community. So those will be at 7 p.m. on the 4th and the 5th, which is a Wednesday and Thursday. It'll be a different program each night. Basically, half the films will be shown on Wednesday, and the other half will be shown on Thursday. And like I said, 700 seats. Uh, the tickets are 15 bucks. Uh, it won't sell out, so anybody can you can fly down there on a whim and pop in and watch. The and make films. sure you stop at the uh, at the the 
Riverview Wine Bar across yeah. the street yeah. first yeah. and get a drink. There'll be a lot of drinking going <laughs> yeah. on. And, uh, then, and then the Best of Fest? The Best of Fest is March 19th, which is a Thursday. And that will be at 7 o'clock at the uh, theaters at the Mall of America. Nice. Uh, tickets are 15 bucks. Those will sell out. So that's, it's not like last year then? Uh, or is it the award show? Oh, the award show is right after that. The award show is but right the after. the screening of the top 10 films right. is at the theaters of the Mall of America. I forgot that's how it worked last yep. year. And then everybody just walks down a floor and across the skyway to the Radisson Blue and into the big ballroom. And if you've never been to the Radisson oh, Blue, it is an amazing it's space. Gorgeous. Yeah. It is it's, gorgeous. You feel like you're in a, in a Vegas, yeah, like you really, really feel swanky like Vegas, Vegas. Without the uh, slot machines. Right. Uh, and the while the tickets to the Best of Fest showing in the theater are, uh, we have 300 and they'll sell out, the awards festival is open to the public and you don't need a ticket to go there. So oh, uh, if somebody wants to come down and just have a few drinks and watch all these filmmakers. And there's a cash bar at the award yep. show. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, it's going to be a great party. It'll be super duper fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we like to just fill the house and have it rocking because it just that really helps the, the energy and the passion yeah. there is just amazing you guys have a facebook and twitter as well is yes it, is it all just search z fest and you'll yep. find it and it's z dash fest if that doesn't work z dash fest film festival or z dash fest minneapolis something like and that. and is that the same for uh, z systems does z systems have a link from there no? uh you, you know, guys do have a twitter which i found this morning because mm -hmm. i i tweeted uh that we were about to do this. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and I tagged both ZFest and Z Systems. You know, we probably should put a, a link to our website on the ZFest Film Festival. It's pretty funny. Um, but our uh, Z Systems is just zsyst.com. Okay. And that'll show you. That. Actually, in our, our web, uh, we try to actively promote the content on it. It's changing all the time with tips and tricks and promotions and stuff. So there's a lot of good stuff there. Fantastic. Um, if I could say one more thing, please sure. do. Yes. Yeah. Were you? Did you want to say something, Allie? I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's Allie's seventh and eighth words. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I talked to you a little bit about this earlier, Sean. Is my my goal for Z Fest is to take it beyond the annual film festival. Uh, I love the film festival. It's fantastic. But where I think we've been derelict is we've been ignoring the body of work that we've amassed from these five years, now to be six years. And so what I'm really passionate about doing is getting these films out, outside of the film festival circuit in the Twin Cities here and showcasing this wonderful content that local people have made. And so I'm hoping to take this out to brew pubs, coffee shops, schools, other theaters, and show just some That's of the cream idea. of the I prop like films. Idea. And, and let the average person out there know that if they see the Z-Fest brand, mm -hmm. this is going to be something that's going to be entertaining. And even if it isn't, it'll be over in seven minutes. <laughs> you could, I was even, when you were talking to me about it earlier, I thought it would be neat, too, if, if you had, like, like a, like a pop-up film cart or, or oh, van yeah. or something that that sprays a projector on the side of a wall a in Minneapolis do, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got a couple of speakers you've got mm -hmm. a film being shown mm -hmm. and whoever's in the area can see it exactly or even you know another good place to 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 reach out to I think would be Brits because they do films up on yeah. the roof yeah on the green oh, yeah. lawn bowling mm -hmm. and films I mean there's there's something to be said there for yeah, <laughs> you know, mixing those two, Mini especially with, fest, yeah. with all the beer that they so have. So I want to recruit an army to help me get the word out because the more we can promote the quality and the caliber of the filmmaking we have in town, the better it is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think, Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, and it's this is good stuff. This is not like, uh, you know, there's there's just some really good, funny, entertaining, scary films out there that I want to show people. Well, good. This is the best way to do it. I think so too. You know, this is one of the best. A lot of talent in Minnesota, and you're bringing it out. And Z Fest is well known. I mean, I know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There are there are other film festivals that come that actually travel to here to Minnesota for your viewings, for your showings, mm -hmm. and then they they pick and choose the films that they love, and they ask them to be a part of their film festival mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, Z, Z Fest is really growing. I, yeah. I really feel it for you guys, and it's really awesome. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks so much for coming out and doing this. We really appreciate it. Allie, it was nice to have you here, too. It was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> this is a presentation of the Stude Media Network. So beefy. Oh.